Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And we're your, and we're your weird, weird aunts. Aunts. Oh. The show where we take a look at current pop culture and talk about how it connects to past trends and fads. Hey kids, we're springing into horror. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Okay. Take two. Take Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 Take two. Take two. Okay. Hey kids, we're springing into war. again okay okay i already done this to myself <clears throat> take three hey kids we're springing into horror slasher thriller psychological you name it we're gonna watch it after after the log hard winter are we springing into horror yes now the winter's over we're springing into horror Sweet. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, now, a lot of you may say, hey, I've already got a weird aunt. She's a Republican. That's it. <laughs> Why would I need another weird aunt? Well, number one, sorry about that. Number two, Well, here's the thing. So, you know, we've been living in a quarantine of our own design for years, and we have watched everything. We've seen everything. And what we like to do is we'll screen things for you. We'll watch them, and we'll report back to you, and, you know, we'll save you on a rental. Maybe save a weekend from a a, a weird series Mm. that you may or may not like, and we're happy to do it. Because we're your weird aunts and we love you. That's what we're here for. Waste waste our lives so you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this, this week we did, we did watch, we, we sprung (laughs) into horror. Uh, we, we watched St. Maud 
Um, and the description says it follows a pious nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. So, yeah, that's the simple explanation of this one. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty dark. I mean, for a horror. Uh, <laughs> um yes it's 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 like one of those like more psychological i don't want to call it thrillers but you know like these new batch of horror movies that they're making these days that are fucking so good are like they scare you uh in different ways than just like slashers and stuff they don't just do jump scares they they frighten your mind and fuck you up a little bit more. Yeah, they do. I um and I do like this um This is one of those movies though where I was like I I was so frozen at the end of it that like I wait the credits went by it like went back to the home screen and I, I just said, I, I, I couldn't even move, you know? And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. I can't wait to yeah. see how other people, well, surely every, everyone else loved it as much as I did. Well, I kind of wanted and Auntie Ruth. Yeah. I mean, I loved it, but like there was some shocking imagery and I, I just want to like set out some trigger warnings about this movie. I mean, obviously it's a horror movie, but it's, it's dark. And so, uh, I just want to make sure everybody's okay. There's, um, a scene of rape. Um, there's some self harm going on. Um, there's a scene with self immolation. And so it's just, it's, there's some imagery that's a little disturbing. So if you, um, have trouble watching any of that, or, you know, don't think you'd feel safe watching that, I would definitely steer clear of this one. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's and plus like, if you're just not, if you're not, um, if you're just not in the place to be there. It's heavy. Like, go there. Yeah. And it's heavy. Yeah. You know? Like, sometimes I think it can be really cathartic to watch that. Like, for me, it is. And But sometimes it, it, it's too yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It just depends. But, um, oh, I I was just going to say that. Um, yes. Like, I really loved it. And so then when I went to, like, you know, the A24 group. Ugh. And I, I was waiting for everybody to say, amazing mind-blowing it is in the moment no really they did not agree oh yeah they didn't like this movie no (gasps) what but i'll tell you um there's like a lot of people who don't like um they don't like a slow burn movie they also don't like movies that um are really focused on um, <sighs> women. <laughs> I mean, That's I not know. true. Because is it? Um, but okay, isn't the witch a twenty four? Yeah, not universally loved. Isn't Midsommar a twenty four? 
neither was Midsummer. Also not universally loved, not seen the same way by people. What? I thought it was thrilling. <laughs> oh my god. Like I thought The Witch was amazing. Oh, that movie is so good. I have a t-shirt. Have you seen my t-shirt I have? It's got a uh, black black no. Philip on it. It looks like it could be oh. a really rad tattoo, and it's like, would you like to live deliciously with thou? I need to look at that t-shirt. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's a good movie. <sighs> I, I, like, like I said, I think some people are just, like, ready to receive it, or they don't... If they don't see themselves in a film, like... The they just it's not interesting to them. Is that why this is so interesting to me? But I think that's like why I'm like really protective of this movie. It, so it's hard. Like I guess there's a way to talk about it without spoiling it. Is there? <laughs> I guess. Well, it starts off with um. With a really weird scene. And then it takes you to a place where um, the main character, Maud. I'm so sorry. What's the actress's name? Okay, so I looked it up. It's a Welsh name. Um, I believe it's Morfid. That's like Morfid. That's beautiful. That sounds like elfish. Clark. Okay. Yeah, um, I think it's, like, named in the Arthurian legends when I was looking up how to pronounce it. So she plays Maud, and you don't kind of, like, really think twice about her. She goes to take care of um, a sick cancer patient played by Jennifer Ely, who is amazing, as always, in everything. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, you were saying slow burn. It's like, well, okay, what are we going to do here? Um, so the first thing I want to mention is, um, I think it's probably the, I mean, the first scene that we see the two of them together is um, Jennifer Ailey's in bed. Or sorry, her name is um, Amanda in the movie. So we see Amanda in bed and um, Maude is taking care of her. And, you know, just um quick mention to Amanda's fucking gorgeous wallpaper. Oh. It's um very, like, 1930s art deco green and gold. Because it looks like vaginas, or? I just liked it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh I thought it was Okay. <laughs> you just liked it? <laughs> um, her house is very cute. And, um... Oh, okay. It, okay. Yeah. Um, well, so, what's important to know is that, um, she is American in the movie, and, um, Maud is Welsh, so they're both outsiders on the seaside town. The other thing that we know is that Maude has just, so she's like a, a an in-home carer. She was a nurse, and the reason that she's become an in-home carer is because there, there was, what we, we don't know the details of it, but there was some sort of dramatic event that um, drove her out of the hospital 
and she had this sort of religion, religious conversion after a traumatic event. But it's, the thing is, is that it's more than, there's something more than that because she's also having these sort of auditory and visual hallucinations Mm -hmm. that have like a religious bent. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, she's also having these, like, episodes of, like, religious ecstasy. Yeah. So, it's probably inappropriate. But, like, I wrote down um, uh, S&M with God. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, um, there are a lot. It's very, like, it's much more common with female saints. But it's in the literature, in the Catholic literature, religious ecstasy. And um, I wrote down... Yeah, so religious ecstasy, it's called... um, (laughs) It's um, supposed to be a mystical experience, and it includes two elements. One is interior and invisible, in which the mind rivets its... attention on a religious subject and another corporal or visible in which the activity of the census is suspended, reducing the effect of external sensations upon the subject and rendering him or her resistant to awakening. So it's like, yeah, it's like a, um, a psychotic break. Yeah. Like an out of body sort of, yeah. Yeah, but like a but it's ecstatic in nature. It all made sense to me. Yeah, you know, like this journey for her. You know, like praying on rice. You know, or putting like tacks in her shoes. Like this isn't the most insane thing I've ever heard. Like this stuff was happening like like still in the sixties. Like oh, self flagellation and or fasting. People still fast. Like this isn't. Oh yeah, they just did right. You know. Maybe the Catholics don't, but I mean, and yeah, I also like, they looked up, I or I looked up the, like, religious hallucinations. I mean, it's attached to several different mental illnesses. I think that's the, I think that's kind of like, when you watch this movie, it's like, you kind of can't tell if she's suffering from, like, a mental illness or are they trying to show um, this like religious experience that is really happening to her? Right. Yeah. I think you kind of have to make that decision yourself too, when you're watching it, like, Hmm. And, and is she's like spending more time with Amanda? Um, you know, and she finds out more about Amanda. It's like, Amanda kind of, like, makes her think that maybe Maude is saving her or something. And that's kind of what Maude is setting out to do, is to save this lost soul before she passes. Because, you know, Amanda's dying from cancer. And um, so she's taking it upon herself to, like, you know, I don't really know how she would do that. But she wants her to live, like, pure and... uh, make it into heaven and whatnot and and pray with her and all these things. And so Amanda's like kind of going along with it and you're like, Oh wow. Okay. So she's, uh, maybe she's trying to find 
the same path or something that Maud is showing her as well. And it kind of turns out that that's not true. Yeah, it's like, um, it's a really interesting dynamic between these two women. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's like, I think that's why horror as a genre to me is so powerful because, like, I don't, I don't know how else you could talk about these sort of toxic friendships mm-hmm. because it's like, the, I mean, these sort of things happen all the time and in our lives, but it's really hard to talk about where, so you have like this nurse who, what she doesn't realize is that she has youth, vitality, and, and, and time, right? She has time. And yet, yeah. you know, Amanda she has friends. She has this amazing history. She has like the whole world. She knows how to connect with people. She's dynamic, but she's out of time. Yeah. You know, like, like everything that she values is rushing, like running through her fingers. And so she does kind of like play with Maud. Yeah. Cause she realizes like how like seriously she's taking this because there is a part of her that like really just it's like how could you have all of this life left in you and be squandering it on this nonsense yeah and i think she even says something to that effect like you know you're so young and she is really young and yeah i think it was at that party that amanda oh and it gets so nasty yeah it does it's sad but see what, of course, what Amanda can't know because she she can't leave her house. She's stuck there. She's sort of imprisoned there by this beautiful wallpaper that you mentioned. But like, <laughs> um, is that what's happening to Maud? Is that she's in this tiny apartment? And the thing is, is that like they're in the seaside town. I. I'm sure she's making a better, a better wage than that. Like, yeah. Like the size of that apartment. Like, I feel like it's like a bedroom. Cause it reminds me, but it's even smaller. Like the kind of efficiency it is. It's like, it reminds me of like, there's something called anchorites where they would be walled into a nunnery. Oh, and it would be like the size of a closet and they would live the rest of their lives that way. And if they ever got out, they would be killed because like their job was to live their lives in the small room and pray. And then they would like write, you know, religious doctrine and stuff like that. And they, but that like, so I wonder if like part of that, like that was like part of her privation was to live in this very small drab room where she just went well I mean I definitely think it's probably like playing into that so sad um, (laughs) I think it's playing into that like humble like um, lifestyle that is you know I, I guess you know probably goes along with 
her beliefs. She's practically a nun, I suppose. Um, you know, living as small as she can with as little as she has, or she can, and and then she's got her little baby shrine in the corner. The little baby god shrine. So, yeah, there's, like, this tension built up between these two because, like, you know, she's trying to save the soul of this character who very obviously is not having it. Doesn't want to be saved. And... No! And, you know, it's just like this... She's... Amanda is, like... The last days I have on earth yeah yeah like let me live them how i want and like you know she has a guy friend over she has um a a woman friend i think she's a sex worker or something and you know they they become close she has her over often and then you know mod sees this and she's like uh no you can't do this this isn't okay yeah I mean, it's like, and I think that's kind you know, of where I thought we were having. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I, you know, and I think it was more about like her spiritual journey, but also I think it was because, you know, I thought that that they had a connection, mm-hmm. and it was like the only the closest thing that Maude had to any kind mm-hmm. of friendship or relationship. Yeah. And then that got spoiled for her. Right. But the other thing, like, is, um, like, what can happen to somebody who is really isolated? And when you have, like, nobody who is checking on how you're doing or seeing how far you've fallen, you know, if she had Mm -hmm. anybody that cared enough to, you know, I mean, she did have one friend that checked on her, but certainly not enough to... Not really a friend, though. Get her help. No, I mean, not enough. Like, that's what I mean. Like, not not anyone that would have gotten her any help. Like, there was no one that cared enough to notice how far she had fallen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it felt like after whatever had happened, like, in the incident or whatever, it was kind of like, whoa... And then maybe nobody wanted to talk to her anymore. And even with that, like, incident in the hospital, it was accidental. Yes. So. Yeah. The fact that no one thought to. To, like, reassure her or something. Is really sad. Yeah. It is. I was just going to say, like, she herself gets worse. And, I mean, I almost wonder, like, what kind of state she was in prior to the accident, you know? Did she just find God after that because of what happened? Or, I guess that's for you to kind of decide. Well, it sort of alludes to, like, the fact that she was a bit of a party girl before. Oh, that's true. Right, like, that she went out... So, you know, that she had gone out, like, when the friend that checked on her from before, like, that they were out. Yeah, and they went to that you know, bar. On the scene. hmm And so, um, 
you know, so there was like a, a like a, a definitely a personality change after, you know, and like this is not, um, so what had happened, which is in, what inspired the movie, because I um, watched an interview with the director, is that she was talking to one of her friends that was a nurse, and and this really happened was that somebody was doing CPR on an elderly patient. Yeah. And they had pressed too hard and, and cracked the chest. So that really happened. And this is what happened in the movie as well with Mott. Uh-huh. And so all the, you know, when they broke, cause that, like, you know, really old skin is really papery. Yeah. So if you break through like that and, you know, in the movie, like, she did not recover well from right. this incident. And obviously it's, you know, it's not, off, you, nobody does that on purpose. Right. You know? And even her friend was like, you know, when, she, when they ran into each other, she was like, oh, you're still doing nursing. Oh. Like, really surprised about it. Yeah. And even, but like, in home care well i guess like yeah i could see that too but like it what makes me really sad is that you know they're just i guess to me it just showed that it's so easy for people to just fall off the radar yeah you know Mm -hmm. that they can if you don't have like a circle of friends, if if you, if you're not in great with your family, that you know, oh my that god, you can just drift further and further afield. Think about that. Do you know that there's that one um, lady? So fucking sad. Like, I think it was actually. Gosh, I want to say it was in England somewhere, but like she, I know exactly what you're talking yes, about. She like they didn't find her for. Was it three years? Oh, yeah. I thought it was longer than that. But, oh, my God, it was so fucking sad. She still had her Christmas tree up. She held all these gifts to her nieces and nephews under the tree. And and nobody... She was wrapping presents. Yeah, she was wrapping presents. But she had, like, everything paid off. Like, her rent and everything because she got paid so much money ahead. And so she just went ahead and paid everything up front. And so that's why nobody really suspected it. And then I think, like, her, something was going to get shot off. And so they went to, like, I don't remember the particulars. But, I mean, that's kind of, like, exactly what you're saying. Like, if you don't have, like, that close-knit friends or family or somebody to check up on you and you're living by yourself, who's to know if something bad were to happen to you? It's so sad. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, you know, yeah. with Maud she's clearly suffering whether it's religion or whatever she's clearly suffering from a severe trauma that had happened to her and that she had gone through herself and and you know to like have nobody check on her and then her going through this like whole thing she's starting over and then to finally run into somebody that cares about her her friend on the street and is just like oh hey and, you know, how are you doing? Let's hang out. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, Maud's not even, like, in that headspace anymore. She's, like, gone. Yeah. 
And so, like, all that normalcy. And she even, like, tries to go back to the way things were at one point because she's like, okay, well, fuck this. I guess I'm not doing the right thing by you, God. I'm going to, you know, fucking go back to the way I was since clearly I'm not (laughs) doing right by you. And, And then things don't go well for her the way she wanted it, the way things used to be for her either. So it's kind of, it's, uh, it sucks. Yeah. But I, like, there is definitely, you know, I mean, we always say, like, um, we've been living in a quarantine of our own design, but the joke being, like, you know, definitely in points in my life, I mean, you know, because I, you know, I have a chronic, like, a really bad chronic illness, and there were stretch of really long stretches of time where that you know I wouldn't hear from anyone it wasn't personal but like they were caught up in their lives you know and they had they were starting families or whatever it was and like you know I was just getting so sick Mm -hmm. and I was like this would be such a good time for anybody to ask how I was doing yeah you know what I mean and I was like and if they cared they would, mm-hmm. but they don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And that's like a really, really related Absolutely. to that. You know, I was like, and they're like, part, like we're really just like fell, you know, everything sort of fell apart around me. And I was like, I, I'm not saying that any one person could have like, like, like came through like Superman and really like, like nobody like had that kind of power, but it was like, you know I think it's like knowing that you have people that care about you that are willing to check up on you even if it is just to say hey what's up and not even like having to get deep into shit but just like no or even just like you know people don't really realize like you know when you have a mental illness maybe you don't want to talk about it maybe you just want to fucking shoot the shit and talk about horror movies or something (laughs) you know that's what I mean. I That's what I mean. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like sometimes like when you're just in a bad way, if everything is like going wrong, it's like, like, it's like, what can we do to help? I'm like, you just, there, there's like a million things yeah. that you, like you couldn't, but what you could do is like, you know, just like send a joke, just, you know, just show that you care yeah, or that you thought about me or that, you know, that's it. Like yeah. we don't even, it doesn't even have to be long we don't have to like get into it or anything but like yeah, exactly like if you saw like if you saw a, like a funny morse meme send it my way <laughs> yes. you know and that's it yeah that can be the end of it absolutely that could be like honestly yeah you know just like because you just because there's some days where you're just like you know you do feel like you're like i swear to god like i think you know, am I going to have to start praying on some rice? Like, you know, like you just start lose the plot. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. You know, you know, it's like, am I going to have to pick up some sort of like religious fanaticism? Do I need to buy a bag of rice? No, start praying on rice. I have to like buy a bag of rice and pray on it. Yes. Yeah. Do I have to kick this up a notch? I mean... Like, I have a little bag of some some jasmine rice in the cupboard. 
No, Jess, you have to do plain rice. You can't... Oh. Don't... You're gonna want to cook that rice and eat it. Now you want white rice. Oh. You're not gonna want to eat that. You're gonna want to prey on it. Oh. Okay. I'm doing it wrong. Jasmine's too delicious to prey on it. Jasmine's fucking good. Mm-mm. It's real good. It's too good to prey on. That's for sure. Mm-mm. Okay. God doesn't want you to prey on that. Okay. He'll be upset with By you. By a box he's not of gonna send you. He's not going to send you his... He's not going to send you his orgasm, like, <laughs> happy... That... I mean, do you know how long you have to pray for a God orgasm? I don't. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind it. If... I mean, if well, if it's like some kind of weird S and M fetish thing where I have to stick thumbtacks in my shoes and walk, I'll just go find somebody, or I'll go into my drawer. I was. I mean, like seriously, is this like? Yeah, seriously. Like, how long do you have to get spanked while you're like praying the rosary before this like starts popping off? I can't wait that long. I can't, I can't just sit around and wait. Life is too short. Well, here's the thing. So I took this mysticism class in college, and, like, we're, th- we were talking about how there's, like, several different ways to, like, reach, like, an, like a, a, a mystical experience. Okay. Like, you know, you, you can go, you can, like, live an aesthetic experience, existence right like on the top of a mountain okay like of privation you could wait like a hundred years right mm-hmm. or you could like take mushrooms i was like well oh <laughs> uh, duh okay. i think you know which one i'm picking. easy choice <laughs> i'm uh, psychedelics obviously <laughs> i mean you know it's like i mean you may not always have a mystical experience on psychedelics but like it's a faster way yeah I don't you have know, a fucking hundred like years to sit out in the like woods. It's not pure. It's not pure. No. 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 Uh-uh. But, like, there is this time where, like, maybe on accident, I didn't know that they were magical mushrooms. And I listened to David Bowie's Low, Ooh. and me and my <laughs> friends accidentally climbed on a golden spaceship straight to heaven. And did you have a god gas? I don't know if I could get that. Th- I don't know if I could go there through prayer. I did. That is, and I that think is that he prayer, was fine baby. with it. That's that's uh that's as natural as you can get. I mean, I mean, I think he, I think he agreed. I think he was okay with it. But <laughs> I just, you know, I feel like. Um, oh, and the other thing I was going to talk about was William Blake. Oh, yeah, that book so that... she... Yeah. yeah. She... So, it's just weird, because I, I also went through a William Blake period. I think... Don't we all go through William Blake period? Sure. But, um... I was certain that he was... Well, I, I was certain he was mentally ill. Um... But anyway, it's like... Because I was looking it up, and it's like not... Apparently, it's, like, not, like, in the first paragraph of anything about him. And then, mm-hmm. so, I was, like, like, was he mentally ill? But apparently, they think he may have been bipolar. Oh, well. 
Um, and that in his manic periods, he would like paint because if you ever look at those paintings, like to me, they always look like they're in motion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I feel like you've got to be on a different level. You know, there's like a little something extra in there to paint like that. I think that like, I mean, <sighs> Not that this is maybe a happy thing to say, but I think, like, some of the best artists were probably, quote-unquote, mentally ill in some way. You know? Like, I just watched that movie, um, Eternity's Gate, with Willem Dafoe, where he plays Van Gogh. Van Gogh, however you want to pronounce it. That movie's fucking depressing. But, um, (sighs) I mean, you know, he, he was mentally ill, but... And I'm not necessarily a fan of his artwork or anything, but... Like, the film makes you really appreciate where he was going with it. Well, he's the other one that makes me think of somebody who was trying to paint in motion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you could see, you know? Yeah. I think somebody did that before, too, where they, like, made it move. And then it made more sense. William Blake is also... It made more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I'm always rooting for the mentally ill. <laughs> I feel like we're all on the same team. <laughs> we have to be on our sides. <laughs> Look, if nobody else is. Root for ourselves. Hell yeah. I mean, like, we've definitely, I mean, everything interesting, I feel like, some way or somehow has come from us in one way or another. But, yes. Yeah. Um. Not us personally, so I just, but, but... No, us personally. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just me, like, before I reincarnated into this body. Oh! No, I'm just kidding. Constantly um, making the best things ever. That's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anytime I, like, um... Anytime I, like, like an artist, I'm always like, wait a second, are they mental? You know, I just, like, try to look it up. I just, like, oh, yeah, severe depression. <laughs> that makes sense. It's almost like, how can you relate to them more? Yeah. But it's usually there. It's usually there. We thought Morris he was, but. He was just a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> Just a fascist in disguise. Yeah. <sighs> what a disappointment. He is a huge disappointment, and um, I'm really glad I never got that tattoo. To say the least. <laughs> <laughs> Truly disappointed. <laughs> Oh, oh. Your friends and your foes would rather die than to touch you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think we can relate to that, right? Or no? Sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, can relate to I, that. Yeah. When it comes to Morrissey. I- <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you my favorite quote from this movie? Um, of all time? No, no, no. I'm um, sorry. Of this movie. 
um, of St. Mark uh, yeah. is, uh, mm-hmm. there's a scene where some shit's going down and, um, Amanda <laughs> tells Maude, she's like, snap out of it, honey. He's not real. And that's referring to God. <laughs> and it's just yeah. the way she says it and the scene and everything. I'm like, oh, it was great. Well, and that's the other thing is that, like, this, it's just, like, it's such a great movie on all accounts because, you know, you have somebody who is, like, dealing with their own mortality. Like, but they are, they're fearless. And, and it is just sad, like... Just what a terrible intersection that these two people meet at <laughs> yes. the wrong time. Yes. I, <laughs> like if they had met at any other time. Yeah. <sighs> it's like these two people, you know, it's like they just couldn't address each other's needs at, at all. all. But there's a, a little cameo in the movie. I think um I I think there's a cameo in the movie by a cockroach. Oh yeah. Is that a cockroach? It is. It's for huge. Sure. Mhm. Um it's not an American cockroach. No. This mm-hmm. is like Australian cockroach. <laughs> why Australia? well because they have the scariest like animals you think that's okay 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 that in Texas right yeah they, they fly in Texas <laughs> you gotta have some balls to live down there you gotta have some cojones yeah. to live in the south Mm-mm. I would never yeah I, w- I wouldn't let you thank you yeah, I'd protect you from. Ugh. I'm too. I'm too soft. It's, it's too hot. I'm too delicate. It's too hot down. Um, no, you know, and there's so many guns. Cock- the cockroaches have guns down here. They fly and they have guns. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that! That's in Australia. Oh wait, no, they don't have guns anymore. <laughs> they don't have guns down there. They have knives. The cockroaches have knives. Yeah. That's not a knife. <laughs> so. Okay, so there's a there's a cockroach cameo. Oh, that was all I wanted to mention. I just oh, you just wanted to mention the cockroach wallpaper and fucking cockroach. That's what I got from this movie. All right, no, okay. Um, All right. They didn't. Uh, did he make A it plus. in the credits? <sighs> did I make it to the credits? I did. No, the cockroach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, made, I made it to the credits. <laughs> Were you a big girl? Did you make it all the way to the credits? I did. Because <laughs> that cockroach had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> alternate ending <laughs> oh man it is um, the end is very disturbing the end scene 
Whew. You know it's coming. Wow. You know it's coming by the time it, it happens. Is, yeah, you do. Whew. Well, you know, and it's it's funny because I I love how you point out that you're like you're never sure if it's if this is Maud's point of view or if it's really happening. And yeah. and I and I love that because, you know, when you're like I've had that experience where the reason that I still go to therapy every two weeks is because if I trust what I tell myself, uh-huh. like I will drift, like oh. mentally yes. drift. Agreed. I mean, not I about do you. Not but tell me. myself the truth. Oh, no, no, I know. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're fucking crazy, Gina. Have you gone again? Because you need to. <laughs> I'm perfect over here, just so you know. I wish you could get on the same plane I'm on. Maybe go to therapy again. <laughs> yeah, this is what everybody's doing. Ugh. Okay. Um. Anyway. Oh. Oh. Okay. So it's the point is is that you know, and so you know, I have to go to somebody, and I'm like, hey, how does this sound? And they're like, okay, well, blah 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 blah, and then you know, and they set you straight. Um. And so the the whole movie, like, you're like. The point being is that it is very difficult for people to hear that the voice in their head or the narrative that they're telling themselves isn't true. Yeah. You know? So when somebody is saying, you know, I think you're being a little paranoid or would it surprise you that nobody else has that same take or... You know, yeah, that's not true, or you know, whatever it is, yeah. And you know, so even if you are having a hallucinations, or if you're hearing a voice to you, that's the truth, yeah. You know, or it could even like, be like an intrusive thought, you know, that you're exactly that you're like believing is real. It's it it's. Very difficult not to believe. It's very difficult for you to hear yeah. something and be like, why would you lie to yourself? Yeah, well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? <laughs> I mean, I do constantly. <laughs> Ditto. <but> like, <laughs> I do constantly, but I'm just saying. So, you know, it wasn't until like, you know, the last like minute of the film where we see. Yes. What the what the truth is, yes. and we're like, oh, oh shit, shit. <laughs> you know, like this is ugly. This is real ugly, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and so I think that it was really beautiful the way that the movie was shown because, you know, we see the we see the truth as she sees it, and we kind of have a feeling like, hmm. Maybe this isn't a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, you know, because people don't levitate normally, right? Um, I don't know. You know, unless you're David Blaine. Do you not? I mean, like the time that I got on the Golden Spaceship and my friend. See, and listened to David Bowie records. Like, I levitated into outer space. See. It happens. Other than that, it happens. Right. It happens. 
It happens. If God chooses you as one of his chosen. (laughs) But, you know. So, but I think it's great. Oh, this movie's so good. And I don't really care what, I don't care what all those men are saying about about this fucking movie. It's real good. And I really liked it. And, you know, when you were, like, kind of apprehensive about, you know, telling me, oh, it's a slow burn, I'm, like, watching it and I'm just, like, (gasps) just, like, totally sucked in. And I'm, like, this is my favorite kind of movie. Like, you don't know what's going to happen and you don't really know what way it's going to go. And, um, oh, I loved it. Well, you know, I knew you would like it because we like almost the same thing. We, you know, there's, we have a few different opinions, big two, but. (laughs) Are we going to bring it up? No, we won't bring it up. We don't have to talk about it right now. (sighs) Okay. But let it be known. Yeah. Oh, so what we like to do. Because we like to create, a, we we like to make a pretend, a, like if we could create our own soundtrack for every movie or every series that we watch, because we make our own Spotify playlist. Yes. And then we like to shock and surprise each other with our choices. We really do. We have no idea what we're going to choose. I don't think that, you know, I don't so think we're going to. Yeah. Um... So the first song that I chose this week um, was this song called You Still Believe in Me by the Beach Boys. Oh. And yeah, I was like, oh, that's sweet. And it's it's kind of um, like along the lines of uh, kind of how she's experiencing God. But then also it could be taken as um, you still believe in her in the mod character. And it's really sweet good song um okay and then the second song i chose was new attitude by patty labelle no you didn't ooh, 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 ooh. i got a new attitude, attitude. <laughs> i did <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Am I the worst person ever? I thought it was you good. Are. It is, but it's <laughs> killing me. Okay. 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 <sighs> You're still going to be like so beautiful and meaningful and I pick fucking like some you 80s anthem. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I feel it good from the tax of my shoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? That was it. That was it? Well, yeah. No, you've got another one. I don't. I don't yet. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Personal Jesus. Okay. By the mode. You know. Avi. Avi. Um... Sounds good. Makes sense. And I couldn't get this one out of my head. Uh And I think it's the first time we've brought in our um, our redheaded 90s songstress. Uh, 
Are you talking about Amos? Okay. Yes. Um, Sister Janet. Sister Janet? Do you remember that one? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. And all of the age. Okay, I'll play it for you. Um Sister Janet. What record was that on? But it I think it was on Cornflake Girl. I think it was like um May have been a B-side. Oh. Take it uh, to them. Uh, <laughs> baby. <laughs> and, um, but when you hear it, you'll know why. And then, um, Nine Inch Nails, Burn. Oh, yeah. You know what's funny about Tori Amos is, like, there's probably at least, like, ten songs you could have used by her. <laughs> I mean but when you hear but when you hear it you'll know what I'm you'll know why it works okay okay let me just take the challenge take the Tory ta- Tory challenge listen Tory challenge listen to this playlist we're making you we do it for you kids cause we love you I know we get really and bored and we go on Spotify we and we guys. look up songs we like and we make you a playlist that you probably don't I, listen to. You're gonna love it. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're gonna love it. Yeah, that's true. It's weird. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna have like a couple bops on it. It's gonna have fucking Patty Labelle. You're gonna. You're going to, like, feel really deep into it with uh, Tori, and then you're going to be like, uh-uh, 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 I got a new I've got some tacks in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> I, need to go, I need to go pray on a box of rice right now. <laughs> oh. Oh. You are too but save much. that Jasmine. That's nice. That's some nice rice. <laughs> <sighs> I love you, Tina. With that, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. You can send in your recommendations of music, movies, and shows that you want us to check out. We'd like to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Your Weird Dance, Instagram at Your Weird Dance, our Facebook page at Your Weird Dance. Or email us at yourweirdance at gmail.com. Also, please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please join us next time when we spring into more horror. (laughs) Yes, because it's not winter anymore. And, um, Thanks again for listening. Well, this is your Auntie Rue. And your Auntie Gina. Your. your oh. Weird. <laughs> yes. And. Yay. Bye. Bye.